Welcome to Fresh Off the Set. I'm Carrie Hawker Diaz. And I'm Allura Murray. Thank you for listening to our lovely little podcast that yes. we, we've created just for you. It is lovely. I like that description. <laughs> our lovely little podcast. I think it's delightful. It is. It is. Okay, so it's stressful during the holidays. Let's just get right to it, right? And Carrie is just being frank. Here we are. The holidays are here. They're so happy. I love them. But you're right. It can be so stressful. Honestly, I feel like the biggest stress for me is making sure I get the perfect gifts. Mm. And I know if the people I was getting gifts for knew I was stressing out, they would immediately be like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But I just do. And so that example I just gave, I think all the stress that comes from the holidays, a lot of it is put on by ourselves. Absolutely it is. And so it's very, that's my biggest thing. And I know probably, you know, when I'm a mom and I, you know, my family grows, other things will be stressful. Like, are my kids getting the magical Christmases I had growing up? What about, you know, the food? And there's just so many things that I know I'm going to. <laughs> you actually said exactly, exactly what I feel. It's the, I mean, I remember my magical Christmases growing up. Thank you, mom and dad for that. It was amazing. Am I giving that to my daughter? That same experience. Also, there are so many activities during the holidays just for adults, but also yeah. kids. So, you know, am I, am, are we participating in enough? Yeah. Am I saying yes to enough? So she gets these experiences, but also the exhaustion that comes with it after, you know, a full week of saying yes to all these things. And I, I, I'm one that I don't like to disappoint somebody if they're putting together a party or, you know, and they're really putting a lot of effort into it. I like yeah. to try to support everyone. And so I've had to really learn in the past like couple years with my daughter that she has to come first because it gets very overwhelming even more for yeah. her. Well, it's just like you said, it's so hard to say no mm -hmm. to anything. Cause like you said, people work so hard on these different things and you want to say yes, but Sometimes I think when we don't step back and say no, the holidays become more about it not being in the house, doing all, a million things, and then it's gone. And you're like, oh, that season was more exhausting than it was magical. I mean, it can happen. And we didn't even enjoy it, right? Yeah, because yeah. you were just so busy. So I spoke to Rachel Marie Martin. She's a professional writer. And she has some really good tips how to let go <laughs> of perfection. Like throw uh -huh. that out the window because no one's going to be able to do it. Yeah. And how to find joy in the chaos um, because it can be very chaotic. <laughs> chaos is a great word for it. <laughs> it's going to be chaotic, so we might as well find the joy in it. So uh, should we give it a listen? Let's do it. I am here with Rachel Marie Martin. It's so good to talk with you, Rachel. I'm super excited to be here today. Well, and it's an obvious important topic because holidays can just be so stressful. So let's just start with, in your opinion, why do the holidays come with extra pressure? Oh, well, you know, the holidays, as moms and parents right now, we're already super busy. 
uh, soccer, whatever the schedule is. And then the holidays come and there's an extra load of pressure. There's extra parties, there's extra things to do. And then with social media, we're seeing what everybody else is doing. And it's, it's kind of this little like, oh, should I be doing that without realizing that social media and all of that's just what they're doing. It's, it's a, it's, you could do it, but you're not required to. That's so true. Yeah, social media really adds a, a whole nother element because you're saying, oh, but you know, this mom did this decoration and I need to be putting up these decorations and it makes you feel like you're inadequate at certain times, don't you think? I, I completely do. I, you know, a couple of years ago was the big elf on the shelf craze. Mm-hmm. And I, I actually just knew, I mean, I love everybody that did it. I, I applaud them, but I knew there is no way because my elf on the shelf would stay at the same spot. <laughs> and my kids would ask me and I just said, you guys, I love it. I love that your friends have it, but you know, it's just not visiting our house. And I was okay with it because I knew my own limits at that point. It's true. And you know what? Your kids are going to be happier with a happy mom. <laughs> so, so true. that's the trade-off. And speaking of moms, why do you feel that moms get that extra amount of pressure? Well, we're the ones, I, I would say, that keep things um, in balance or order, or we're, we're the ones they look to, like, you know, they skin their knee, we fix, we bandage it up, it's okay, and moms and dads, and we're all, like, trying to keep everything going and everything running, and when things don't go well, we're often the first ones they come to then tell us, like, I don't like this, or they're doing that, or they've got those shoes, And so there's this pressure to kind of keep everything in balance. And I always, I always say there's no real balance. It's just this balancing that we do back and forth, but especially during the holidays when there's extra stuff, it can really make that balancing become a little bit more stressful. And we want, we want, we want magic for our kids. We want that kind of experience. So that pressure comes in there too. Mm, Okay. Makes sense. And Rachel, how, can we let go of perfection during the holiday season? Easier said than done, but do you have any tips? Uh, well, I always, you know, there's the, it's only perfect. Um, there's not, it's not perfect. It's only real. So we look again, if you go to social media and you look at it, it's a lot of times it's the highlight reel. It's the, the curated reel mm-hmm. and it's the stuff that we can celebrate. Like I'm, I'm always for like high-fiving the moms that have all that or that do the cool things because chances are there's something on my own social media reel that someone's like oh that's cool and we don't need judging we just need that kind of loving but again going back to the beginning it's really not a comparison it's not um just because they're doing it means that i have to do it uh this hypothetical bar of expectations so letting go it's kind of about knowing your own lane, knowing your groove, knowing what works best for your family and being unapologetic about this is what it is. And I'm going to love it for this and for this story that I get to create. Because at the in the end, like I always say, if I get to be blessed to be 80 and sit on a rocking chair drinking my, my sweet tea or unsweet tea or lemonade, um, that I'm really going to remember probably not the giant things. It's going to be those small little moments that seem inconsequential at the time, but are really powerful and impactful. Mm, That's good. That's really good. That actually leads into my next question. How can we appreciate the glimmers of motherhood in the middle of all that holiday stress? Okay. Well, first of all, I think it's okay to acknowledge it's stressful. A lot of times when we think, oh, I shouldn't be stressed out. It's the holidays. Then we add this extra layer of like, 
oh, I shouldn't be stressed out. I should be happy. It's the most wonderful time of the year. And we hear that and it's, and it's extra stimulation too. It's just, there's a lot of noise and a lot of shoulds, but appreciation for me and what I've learned in my 20 plus years of being a mom is really about pausing just for a second. Sometimes when they're really little, it is just a second. Or when they're a little bit older, maybe sit in the driveway for just a second. And it's that pause where you look around with eyes that aren't as busy and you see the things that um, that you would appreciate, the, the normal things in life, the gift things, the, the times when, um, you know, maybe the cookies worked just perfectly or the latte from Starbucks is hot or the kids are just sitting and watching a show without kind of bickering. And it's just the small things, the way like the Christmas lights would maybe twinkle off the window and starting to see them and appreciate them more because I know from experience um, and from talking with other moms and parents that when we don't have normal, when something, a crisis happens or hard times, the thing that we all ask for and want again is normal. And it's, takes us in the midst of normal to stop and go, I'm so grateful for this right now. Mm, it's those little things. I actually closed my eyes as you were describing the twinkling of the lights and the hot latte and the, sometimes it is just finding happiness in those small little moments and those small little glimmers. And that's a good reminder year round other than just the holidays. Don't you think? I think so because we can get just on this freight train of movement where we're just going, going, going. And then we feel out of breath. Like, I don't know what I'm doing and it doesn't matter. And it's in those moments when we're just appreciating the sunrise. And it doesn't mean that it's like 20 minutes. Maybe it's just a second. We're there and we're just almost in tune with the sacredness of life that we get at that moment. Um, those are the, that's the fuel to keep going when it just keeps getting busier and busier. Sure, sure. And, you know, my next question is, how can we find joy in the chaos of the holidays? But I think those little moments have a, have a big part in it. They do. They do. And the joy thing, it's that's been my um, my heart for the 15 years I've been writing all of that is joy and the difference between joy and happiness. And happiness is like all of a sudden it's your birthday. You wake up and you're super like, wow, it's my birthday. It's that kind of it's caught up in the circumstance right there. And joy it's really a, a looking for the good. It's a posture of trying to see something that's good, even if things aren't great at that moment. And a lot of times for people during the holidays, uh, when you've gone through loss or you've gone through trials and tragedy, the holidays tend to be a magnifying glass for those experiences because you're feeling the depth of it. I, I know that when I went through my divorce 10 years ago, that first holiday, that first Christmas, it was like, I just felt this heaviness that I hadn't experienced before. And it took me deciding, I'm going to try to see something that's good right now. I'm going to try to appreciate the things that maybe um, they're small, but they're, they're the things that sustained me. And so I would, I would be grateful for the times like sitting with the kids and they'd ask for extra marshmallows and I'd give them that. Mm -hmm. And those those, those just small little things that for me as a mom, maybe it's just extra marshmallows. But for my kids, all of a sudden, I'm like the greatest mom in the world. What do you mean extra marshmallows? So I, I've really tried to cultivate that posture in my life and in my kids' life about, okay, tell me something 
that was good today, even on the hardest days. So in the holidays, I, I've tried to like, okay, let's find something good or the little traditions that uh, we have that, that make a difference because those are the things that the kids will remember. It's so true. And you know, I, I like that you touched on it can also yes, it's a happy time. Holidays are a beautiful, magical time, but it can also be very difficult for people going yeah. through loss or divorce, like you said. And um, we lost our mom last year. And so this last I'm Christmas, sorry. thank you. This last Christmas was the first Christmas without her. And it was, mm. I had no idea. You always hear people talking about it. I had no idea mm-hmm. how difficult it really would be. But it's such a big reminder of what you're missing. And so what we tried to do was do traditions and make things, you know, make recipes that she loved to make to try to fill those holes, which won't be completely filled, but um, finding the joy in um, those little things. And uh, it's possible. It's, it's, it's not easy sometimes, but it's possible. Wouldn't you say? It is. It is. Yeah. I, when you have that moment um, of loss like that, you, you do see, uh, it's a, it is a reminder of what you had. Um, my, my youngest son, who is now 14, he was diagnosed with celiac disease. And part of my long, when he was a baby, so like 13 years ago, back when there wasn't many gluten-free options. Yeah. And uh, when he was diagnosed, but prior to that, my entire life, uh, Christmas cookies was this huge tradition. My kids and I would make this list and we would go make them. And then all of a sudden this there came this year where it was it was it was done i mean it was just it was it was over and i remember being at a grocery store crying in the grocery store mm. over that and i'm watching people buy their sprinkles and flowers and here i'm trying to buy almond flour and i would bake cookies and back then i didn't know what i was doing and they would turn out like one big pan of cookies versus these things we cut out and i, I remember um having lamenting that and a friend of mine said you know rachel you can uh you can grieve for what's what you lost because it's not i'm not i was never going to get it back because with celiac disease you just never eat wheat again right but she said you can um look forward to what's coming and a couple years ago i had a moment where i was in my kitchen making gluten-free cookies where i had adapted the recipe Mm. and had time had passed and i thought She's absolutely right. These aren't the same Moravian gingerbread cookies that my grandmother made, but they're pretty good and they're pretty awesome. And my kids are happy with them now. And it's that process of time mm-hmm. of acknowledging the things that have passed and that bittersweet and loss and celebrating the things that are coming. Sure. Absolutely. And I think a lot of us get caught up in being perfect during the holidays. How can yes. perfectionism kill contentment? Because I think that's Absolutely true. Uh, well, when there's the perfectionism, as a recovering perfectionist, which I will always t- tell you, is when it's when it, you want everything perfect and it isn't perfect, which it will never be, all of a sudden you start to feel this anxiousness or anxiety. And I once told a story about a Christmas tree that I had all decorated and got it all ready, and then it fell over within minutes of mm. putting it up, and everything was broken. And I was kind of okay with it, and then I saw... Um, one of my daughters, like the first baby ornament snapped in half. And oh, I just was so overwhelmed with it. And one of my kids came and said, well, we can just, we can stand the tree up again and it's okay. And you can glue it. And I was looking around and I knew that they needed to see me 
let go of, okay, it's not perfect, but we can make it good still. It doesn't have to be perfect to be uh, happy. And when you're so worried about perfect, that contentment in things being what they are, it's it's not possible because I, for me at least, because I was too worried about all these externals and keeping everything perfect. And then you can't control everything on the outside, like a Christmas tree falling over. So it's more about um, learning to be a, kind of adapting to the circumstance and kind of this ebb and flow and going with it and trying your best, but knowing that there are times when the tree might fall over or the lights won't turn on and that's okay. And that's okay. Yeah. Cause it's out of your control. So if you just let go, what's, you know, out of your control, it's, it's a lot easier to do if, right. if you can do that. <laughs> right. Hard to yeah, do. That, that is a, that, that is a definite, uh, a skill of letting go uh, what's out of your control, especially if you like things perfect. Um, but I, I really believe the more you practice it, the easier it becomes. Um, mm. I've learned to become a more spontaneous person, uh, not needing to know all the plans all the time. And my I, I've been remarried and my husband now, he's very spontaneous. And that has been this huge gift for me because it's taught me like, look, you don't have to have all the ducks in a row for you to have a great time or for it to be fun. And sometimes uh, the things that are the most enjoyable are often on those moments when I've just kind of, okay, let's do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And you're, and you're happy and the kids feel it. They do. They really do. Because, you know, you're a, a again, one of my friends years ago, this is the same wise friend that told me the gluten-free thing. Um, she reminded me that you're not a thermometer in your house, you're a thermostat. So if I'm, you know, a thermostat regulates the temperature in your house and a thermometer reflects whatever the t- whatever's happening. And if I'm anxious or worried all the time or stressing out about, oh, we're going to go to this party for, it, it kind of, the kids feel it. It's like mm-hmm. coming from me. So if I can try to keep, remember the thermostat, remember that like, just, okay, I'm going to try to keep it at this point, especially around them. It, it changes the dynamic in the house and they're allowed to feel their own emotions, not with, oh, mom's super stressed again. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That's actually a perfect example again for my next question. Why would you say being a mom is enough and that all our kids need during the holidays? Just being a mom is plenty. Um, you know, that came to me years ago when uh, I was I was stressing out again. As a mom, we, we stress out, we worry. And I would say, when you worry, it's it's not a sign of that, oh, I shouldn't worry. It's because you care and you love. Right. And it's a sign that you're a really good mom because you're worried about them. But I remember thinking, especially years ago, when, my, when I was going through divorce and really hard stuff, that some of my older kids were getting to the point of graduating and all the things that I had dreamed that I wanted to do, like, we're going to go to Disney World and we're going to do all these. We just didn't. I, I couldn't afford them back then. And it just wasn't in that. And I was really um, kind of down on myself. And then one of my daughters wrote me a letter for Mother's Day. And it said it, it didn't say thank you for all these amazing big things. It was like, I really loved playing cards with you at the cabin. Oh. Or I loved it when you put the sprinkles on stuff. It was all these really small things, these mom things that we dismiss. We dismiss those things so often. We put just in front of it, oh, I'm just a mom. It's not a big deal. But for our kids, those things are, that's their story. And being a, being enough means 
you know, you, you strive to be, do your best, but you're okay. Sometimes you have bad days and you have good days and you have lots of normal ones. And you know that for your kids, you know, they're, um, I wrote this again, like they, when they are, kids are, you're in an auditorium, they're not looking for the perfect mom. They're just looking for their mom. They're just looking for you in the car line. My kids aren't comparing cars and going, I wish that was my mom. They're just, Mm -hmm. they just want to get picked up from school. They want their mom. They know their snacks when they're sick. Even my, my teenagers that are kind of moody, they all of a sudden, I am their best friend. They need me. (laughs) And so that's enough. It's we're the person that they need. And if we can keep that in the picture during the holidays, during life, that doing those everyday mom things matters so much to our kids, even if they never say it, um, it really is what they need. Mm, So true. Oh, these are gems. Thank you so much, Rachel. This is just a good reminder to be kind to ourselves. You would never judge somebody else for not fitting it all in during the holidays. So, you know, why judge yourself? And just to be kinder, that's really good reminders. This is really great advice, Rachel. If we want more, I could talk to you about this forever, but unfortunately we have to wrap up. If we want more, where can we find you? So I'm, I write uh, findingjoy.net and I'm behind the Facebook community, Finding Joy. So if you typed in Finding Joy blog, you'd find me there. And then I've written a book called Mom Enough, uh, and it's just letters that I've written to moms about these everyday experiences. And there's one in there specifically about the holidays and one about my journey with celiac disease. Oh, lovely. Thank you so much, Rachel. Definitely going to have to look those up. Thank you. Um, And we'd like to wrap this up with Fresh Five. Uh, These are fun questions that I'm just going to quickly ask you. Are you ready? I'm ready. Here we go. Number one, ketchup or ranch? Oh, Oh, I don't know. I'm going to say ranch. Ooh, my kids are going to be like, what? Wow. <laughs> kids you, kids love ketchup, I think, because it's like a little sugary, right? Yeah, ranch. Okay, right, so you go with ranch. Right. Um, are you a morning person or a night owl? I'm a morning person. Okay. Like to get yeah. up and seize the day? Love that. I, I am, but part of part of it's because I think I have a dog, so the dog wakes <laughs> up in the morning. But I also love, I love that little hour before everybody gets up. It's I'm, just my time. I do crossword puzzle. I'm with <laughs> I've you. I've gotten to that stage. <laughs> I get up earlier. Just the peace and quiet. It's nice, isn't it? I'm with you. It is. Okay. Would you rather have free travel for one year or free rent or mortgage for five years? I'm going to have to go travel. I am my, my husband is a huge traveler. That's where I learned that spon- kind of spontaneous thing. Because one time we were in New Zealand and he said, if we go fast, we can see penguins coming in. Uh, off the shore oh onto the beach and we ran like ran and we sure enough I, I saw penguins swimming out of the ocean open their wings and stand there and my husband has taught me that travel and all of that can create unbelievable memories it's so true yep absolutely okay dog or cat I have to say dog I mean I have a new four-year-old rescue mini poodle Aww. so I have to say cat Okay. I mean, dog. dog. Okay. Yeah, I just said cat. It's, it's okay. I just saw my neighbor's cat. I'm like, no. no the cats are trying to get you to change your mind. Yeah, that is not happening. Uh, winter or summer? Oh, you are putting me. This is in like the crosshairs for me. So <laughs> I grew up in Minnesota. I lived there for 40 oh. years. I endured Arctic winter, like where they would say there's a polar vortex coming. I yeah. knew what that was. So. And now I live in Tennessee where I also endure summer where I know what it means to melt. <laughs> and it's hot. <laughs> and it's extremely hot. But I'm going to have to hands down go 
I'm sorry to my parents with summer because I do not have to come out in the car in the morning, turn on my car, let it run for 20 minutes, just in the hopes that it's barely warm enough to get the kids (laughs) to school. There it is. I think most people would agree with you on summer. Definitely. Well, Rachel, it's been so fun getting to know you. Thank you so much for chatting with me today and uh, hope to talk to you soon. That would be awesome. Thank you so much, too. Thank you, Rachel. And thank you for listening to another episode of Fresh Off the Set. Please rate, review, and subscribe. And we will see you next week. Congrats, you made it to the end. If you want to continue to freshen up your day, you can watch us on Fresh Living every weekday on CBS Channel 2 in Utah at 1 o'clock. You can also watch us on our YouTube channel, KUTV Fresh Living, and follow us on social media. We will see you next week.